Welcome to The Fix, the podcast made for the trades, where we sit down with inspiring individuals across the trades to discuss their unique take on the industry, including career paths, job site stories, overcoming challenges, and everything in between. I'm your host, Catherine, a marketer here at Odie, with my co-host and friend, Doug, one of Odie's resident experts in all things trades. The Fix is more than a podcast. It's a community, a community built to support tradespeople and inspire the next generation of essential pros. Let's start the conversation. Well, Doug, we are back. Season two. Catherine, I'm going to tell you something. Season two, episode one. Those of our listeners that have seen me, I'm like a giant polar bear who just came out of hibernation and I am hungry for knowledge. And today we're bringing 45 years of combined successful uh, trades knowledge into our uh, space so that we are going to learn some fascinating things. I'm telling you, I'm really excited about it today. And, you know, our guest today, um, we're really going to focus in on telling a little bit more about the story of the trades and its impact and then kind of breaking through this whole era of information overload and what people in the trades have to go through and how do you mine through it and, and what are some great avenues um, to get better information. So I would like to, uh, you know, introduce Tim Ward and John Messenbrink to, from Mechanical Hub. Welcome, guys. Good morning, hey. Doug and Catherine. How are you? Long time no well, talk, this huh? Is, this is exciting. I, I just have to say real quick, you know, Doug mentioned polar bear, and I, <laughs> I said if I ever did the polar plunge, I'd be harpooned because people would think <laughs> I was a polar bear, so... Uh, well, it's so great to have you guys on. We're um, really looking forward to the conversation today. But let's start off and, uh, you know, give our listeners an understanding a little bit more about who you are. And so if you wouldn't mind, you know, introduce um, yourself and then tell us a little bit about how you got into the industry. John, I'll let you go first. Sure. John Mason Brink. Uh, I've been covering the trades now probably for ooh, 21 plus years. And uh, I guess I could go way back is when uh, I graduated college and I, I went to Portland, Oregon, following a, a, a kind of a dead end relationship with a girl <laughs> and uh, started working at the um, Oregonian newspaper. And that was my first cool. kind of foray into um, journalism and print and all that stuff. And so when I moved back to Chicago, uh, I started working at a, a publishing company called Connors and they had maybe 50 trade publications, wow. business to business magazine. So uh, I, I worked with one, it was on energy related. Uh, it was an energy related magazine. And then I moved over to a security magazine, like private corporate security. And they eventually sold that magazine off. And I kind of had a, a six week break and I was just figuring out what I wanted to do. And then there was a small publishing company close to where I lived in the Chicagoland area that hired me on and they covered plumbing and, and cool. heating trades. And I worked there for about 10 years. So that's kind of how I got introduced into, into this industry. Yeah. And Tim. Well, for me, it was much more organic. I was probably four or five years old running around the warehouse at my grandfather and my uncle's plumbing contracting business in mm. Champaign, Illinois. Mm. So as a little kid, I would, sneak into the trucks and play around <laughs> with tools and just always was fascinated by 
what my grandfather and my uncles did for a living. Um, as I grew up, I helped around the business when I could during the summers. I did choose to go to college. So I went to college. I was in the military for eight years. And after college, I got into publishing, working with newspapers. Um, I lived in multiple states working with newspapers. Eventually found my way into uh, Association, American Society of Plumbing Engineers in 1999, working as their marketing and communications person. Cool. I was oversaw their publications. Um, one thing led to another. I found a PR uh, position in Chicago. The I ran a small PR agency in Chicago for about 12 years that our main clients were manufacturers in the heating and cooling industry, as mm -hmm. well as some associations that I did the marketing PR with. So, you know, organically as a kid involved with my grandfather and my uncle's plumbing business, as well as, you know, just a lot of the career companies I've worked with over the last 20 years have been involved in this business sector. So always had a kind of a passion for helping out the best we could with the tools that I was giving the right. ability to write, the ability to market and stuff like that. Just think about how to improve the trades. Yeah. Yeah. What a great blend and really, you know, kind of getting yeah. to where you guys are today. So I don't know this story, but how did the two of you meet? I mean, both your, you know, Chicago in this space. I'm sure there's gotta yeah. be a good story here. Come on. Don't let me, well, don't as let me down. Tim, uh, <laughs> <as> Tim <laughs> mentioned, he was working as a, a PR person for, a company that dealt with um, companies in, in our particular trade, plumbing and mm -hmm. heating in Chicago. So we always had that connection. He'd invite me to event events and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I can recall one, for instance, where we went and invited, <laughs> there was a live burn. Remember that one, Tim? The, there was a live. I certainly do. <laughs> oh my. A live burn. And um, I was kind of chastised by my former employer about not wearing a, a suit and jacket. Because uh, you just, that's, you know, when you went to events, you got to get right. dressed up to the nines. And I said, you realize we're going to a live burn. So I was wearing like casual khakis and a nice shirt and nice shoes. And when, it, when we got there, Tim looked at the other guys. And he goes, why are you guys all dressed up? I mean, what what's the deal here? <laughs> and as it turned out, there was like 30 mile an hour winds that day. And they, they did the live burn and all the ash... <laughs> <laughs> oh no just kind of like flew all the soot and everything flew oh. on these guys in their suits and their... <laughs> can you remember that don't <laughs> i certainly do and i recall not chastising them but thinking you've got to know your audience and yeah. this was probably an opportunity on a friday afternoon where you could have dressed in a polo and some blue jeans and been just fine just as, yeah <laughs> absolutely so how did uh, mechanical hub, you know, form and come about, you know, tell us a little bit about that story and, and how that conversation first started uh, amongst you guys and, and how you're, where you're at today. Yeah. I mean, this started probably 2010 ish, probably about 12 years ago. Um, it's just, you know, I'd been working in, in the print trade publication for about eight and a half, nine years. And I always thought like, you know, there's got to be a niche where a digital only, like an online resource for plumbing and heating contractors, you know, at this time, print was kind of slowly, like newspapers were slowly diminishing. Right. Um, 
you know, the, the younger generation of tradespeople relied more on, you know, smartphones and iPads and laptops, whereas, you know, getting a, a print magazine or a, a newspaper or things like that. And so I always thought like maybe there's a, a way to to create a business like this. Mm-hmm. And that's where Eric Oni comes in, is uh he was a he was a contributing writer for our magazine. And I got to know him. We went to a couple of trade shows. Uh, he was there and we kind of sat and had lunch and and uh, just got to know each other, became, you know, good friends. And I said, you know, I've had this idea in the back of my head about doing, you know, an online only um, resource, kind of like a magazine for the trades. Right. But, you know, something I said, that I think there's more to offer in the trade. I mean, I think we could update stuff every day. I think this you know, this trade is growing and there's so much information and so much interesting things happening that we could have this dynamic presence online only. And Eric's very progressive and he's, you know, he's online, he's, he's on social media and he was like, for sure, let's do this. Like, let's do it now. You know? And I said, yeah, that, you know, and I went back home. I told my, my parents, I told my family and they're like, no, 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 (laughs) you have to, go back and right. just go back to work and just do your thing. And I'm like, ah, you know, so just circumstances led to us getting together and just trying it out, kicking it off. And I recall the first trade show was a oil heat show out in Pennsylvania. I think out east somewhere. And we would go to different booths and say, Hey, you know, we're, we're, we got this site and, you know, do you want to help support it and all this stuff? And they're like, Oh, can we take a look at it on your phone? And we're like, Oh no, no, it's, it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're just, just take our word for it. You know, and they're like, Oh, come back to us in like two months when you have it ready. But yeah, it was, you know, getting our feet wet in the industry and, in, you know, in this particular part of our, our journey in our industry. So it was, uh, it was kind of cool back then. I will say, well, Tim, I'm, taking up your time here, but I will say that um, Eric and I went to this trade show and we shared a hotel room together, you know, separate beds, of course, but when we woke up the next morning, he goes, that's the last time I'm sharing a room with you. He goes, you snore so damn loud, I just can't, you know, he's like, we're, we're, we're done with that part of it. So we haven't shared a room ever since, but um, shortly thereafter, we, we found a need, you know, we were growing and we found a, a need for, you know, someone else. And we always... Eric and I always said, you know, we need to have this dream team. Who would you want on this dream team of of, of people to help out? Right. And Tim, Tim was our first oh, guy. Here's that, the dreamer. Know, Tim was like, Tim was number five on the list. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, Tim, you you remember Aspie and Charlotte? I do. I yeah. do. We courted Tim and took him out to dinner and well, I don't know, drinks and parties. <laughs> and, yeah. So tell us about and that, from, Tim. Well, and I, and from my perspective, Catherine, it having known John for probably about eight, eight years at the time, we're talking 2012 ish. Uh, Cause Eric and John had been doing mechanical hub uh, for about a year and a half, two years. And I had seen it growing. Mm-hmm. I kind of saw some writing on the wall with the company. I was the PR agency I was with. I had many manufacturers that I created great relationships with. And I thought that, this was an opportunity to really grow in what we, myself and John and Eric had talked about, what we saw for developing content for tradespeople in the industry. Um, it was great working for manufacturers, but at 
it was a point in my life where I was ready to really be more entrepreneurial sure. and, and, and create a bigger environment for the trades. And John and Eric and I kind of melded our, our visions. And over the next, well, now nine years, we've been able to grow Mechanical Hub from a small little website to three websites, a, a robust social media platform, right. channels that have almost a million followers and, you know, our weekly newsletters. And, uh, you know, we work with, you know, partners like Odie, Cherney uh, to create content that, you know, we share with our audience. That's the right. bread and butter for us is we want to help our audience be better and smarter at what they do on their daily jobs. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. If I could really add to that, I mean, like Tim mentioned, the three of us have our own kind of diverse backgrounds where, you know, Eric is a plumbing and heating contractor sure. out of the state, state of Minnesota. So he brings that legitimacy to what we do. Oh, I get Tim, it. Yeah. Yeah. Tim had, you know, he, he had been working with Aspie, he'd been working with a PR company. So he had that marketing and publishing background. And then, like I said, I had kind of the editing and publishing background too. So the three of us kind of melded together and have this kind of great uh, relationship where we all bring our strengths to the table. And I think the audience sees us as, you know, thought leaders and, you know, people who bring legitimate information and it's not, you know, it's not just uh, paid for stuff, you know, it, it's, it's real stuff that right. people can take home with them and, and uh, just really chew on, I guess. That kind of gets me into my next question, which, you know, kind of leads right down of, um, you know, it's really a one of a kind platform and digital resource that you guys provide to plumbing, heating and, and mechanical pros. So, you know, what sets you apart um, and makes you different with your online presence and strategy so unique? Well, I think uh, with the advent of social media, I mean, it um, it's just another aspect of the business that has grown to just new heights, you know, um, Eric does a great job with mechanical hub, uh, on Instagram and an offshoot of that has been, um, TikTok where I thought it was just, you know, people dancing. <laughs> oh my gosh, this doing, world doing weird things, but Woo. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it got a lot of followers on there. Yeah. Um, you know, our YouTube channel is growing. So I think like the social media aspect has been growing and, and, and doing great things. Um, Real, I, 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 I guess I relate this. We were on a call the other day and um, there were some influencers on and, and some media on and, and we were with a company and they said they have this website with all the information and everything. And one of the guys asked, he said, like, well, if you have an inf a, a spot that people can go with information and product information, like, why do you need us? I mean, why do you need influencers? And I'm like, because it's. I didn't say this, but this, you know, we all have our creative influence, right? Sure. Like you're going to follow Mechanical Hub because you would, you know, I hope you. Would oh, think absolutely. That we know what we're talking absolutely. about, and you know, there's a creative aspect to it. We're engaging. We're funny. You know, we try to be as human as we can. So, I think that's part of why people, or what you ask, like what sets us apart, is. You know, we, we kind of know our audience and who we're trying to, to reach. And um, I think it's really resonating with mm -hmm. with people through interaction and engagement. Yeah, and authenticity. Yeah, I would, Catherine, I would just add that on top of what John said, I think for us as a digital-only platform, 
it's the transparency and flexibility we bring to the table. We at least I think we try to bring to the table to mm -hmm. our audience, as well as our partners like Odie. You know, we've we've established long term relationships over the last twenty plus years. Either Eric as a contractor or John and I from both the manufacturing and communications aspect. Um, you know, we want to be flexible in our approach to create content that is as John said, resonates with our audience. And we can't do that without partners mm -hmm. on the manufacturing side. So we we see ourselves as kind of like the conduit mm -hmm. from the manufacturer to the, you know, the contractor at, you know, installing product. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah, that's like great. That. Conduit, too. I like that. <laughs> Get some trade talk in there. Well, I tell you what, I, I'd like to say that, you know, after listening to you gentlemen, I haven't had the pleasure of listening to, or speaking to Eric yet. But what mm -hmm. I like most is you're the everyday Joe bringing an accurate message to the tradesman. Yeah. And that's what I like. Yeah. You know, you're not standing up there stiff. Okay. You don't have that suit on, John. All right. And yeah. you're trying yeah. to sell me a product or anything. You're giving me real life, but you're doing it in an honest way that that everyday Joe appreciates. So I appreciate you guys for that. Yeah. Now, and I will say, at the last time I wore a suit at AHR, some uh, some man vomited on me. So I don't think I'll ever wear a, a suit again. <laughs> John is always taken, known huh? to bring a little color to any product. I like it. He, he did. Well, you it know, Tim. vomiting. <laughs> Tim, you had mentioned that you started off and you were tinkering in the trucks with your grandfather's business and stuff. Would you say that your grandfather then was the most influential person to introduce you to the trades or are there others? Well, he was certainly influential on in that. I looked to, up to him as a man in general. Um, I, I emulated my grandfather, not just for his work, but his daily activities. I just, I found my grandfather to be a very interesting man that said, you know, there along the line, um, you know, I worked one of the manufacturers I worked with, uh, the marketing person there, Monica Levy at Xylem, was one of the most influential people I got to know in the industry. How she saw marketing from a a business sector as plumbing and HVAC industry. She came from a very consumer focused, and I always loved how she melded the focus of consumer marketing ideas into a more B2B trade-friendly atmosphere. So you know, she was always a big influencer and in some of my big picture thinking. Mm. Uh, but yeah, my grandfather was certainly a major influence when I was a young kid. Okay. John, what about you? Any one person or multiple people that? Really yeah. Just... I mean, uh, it's interesting when I, I said I worked for that family owned company that, um, you know, we, we published plumbing and heating trade magazines. The first day of my job I, they said here's your office and get to work and they shut the door and i'm like oh my god like well, <laughs> i didn't even know anything about plumbing and heating and so i went through the former editor's like email and the first name that came up was bob hot rod roar and i'm like oh this sounds interesting so i called him up and we've been been friends ever since for the past you know 10 12 years and we keep in touch almost every day and and he's uh he's been in the plumbing and hydronics industry for so long he's won awards he, he now works with uh Kalefi north america mm. and uh he's he's just a really good guy um there's guys like john barba that are just he's a trainer for taco 
but he's just he's a super cool guy he's he's entertaining he's funny he he infuses music into all of his uh, presentations which i i really enjoy so well and ironically uh, like that, yeah well and ironically those are both two you know people in the industry that i've gotten to know over the last 20 years that just embrace people coming into the industry and willing to bend over backwards to mm. answer questions and open doors and introduce you to products so that you get a better understanding as not being a contractor. I tend to ask a lot of questions about how things work. Sure. Why, why that over this? Mm. Uh, and they've all, those two in particular have been very instrumental in, in helping me gain knowledge over the last 20 years. So yeah, I completely agree with John. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, I do have one question, Catherine, because I have many funny life stories myself uh, from <laughs> hands-on experiences. So I'm going to ask Tim and John, what is your most memorable hands-on experience that uh, you can tell us about? Oh, geez, I wish I was prepped <laughs> for this one. Um, hands-on. There's stuff I can't really talk about on the podcast. And, um, yeah. Oh, well, if we ever do a spinoff called Odie Raw, we'll get you back on, then you can talk about that, John. Well, for, well, I was just going to say, Doug, we had some experiences up in Shakopee, Minnesota, with Catherine and what, what her team what when we saying? were shooting some videos. Eric playing with these large balls. Yes. And just there were some – Fun events that occurred off camera with uh, the team there at Cherney. Um, as with anything, you know, <laughs> when we're on site, we're there to do a job, but we're always there to enhance those relationships. And, you know, so you have a lot of fun yeah. off the camera doing that stuff. So, yeah, there, there were some blue moments with some of the product at that, <laughs> at that facility. Well, I also think that Eric Ani figured out that he wasn't as strong as he thought he was going to be too. when he tried to pull out some of those <laughs> that were maybe a little bit bigger than he was anticipating. But <laughs> I will tell you that um, opportunity for, our associates and to get to know the mechanical hub team and the time that you spent with them was so impactful. I mean, you know, at the morning you walked in and you had everyone who, um, you know, works in the office and works in, um, you know, a manager or associate role in that, in that first room there to meet you guys and to hear your story and, and for you guys to meet them and in the tenure. I mean, I think the Mm -hmm. average tenure was something like 20 years as we went around the room. It was quite phenomenal. So they were so proud to show you that new facility and, what a beautiful place it is. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I think I said this on the tour is that it was so um, informational to me and it was so eye opening to me because we've been on a lot of tours and a lot of factory um, tours, but to go on something like that, that I didn't even, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a plumber and to just learn about these products and, you know, these plugs. And I'm like, look at the size. They go from like this size to like this size, you know. It was just, <laughs> and to take that tour and to learn all about that, it was so different and it was so eye-opening for me that I, I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah, that's great. Well, I want to uh, switch back over to a little bit about Mechanical Hub and kind of what's on the horizon, you know, as – you know, the last couple of years, digital has changed drastically and, and um, you know, reaching out to younger uh, generation, you know, any exciting new initiatives, 
podcast guests you have coming on, plans for further engagement with your audience, kind of what's coming around the bend? Well, I think um, video is probably one of the, the biggest things that we're going to concentrate on. Um, you know, we, we, we did the Cherney video last year. We've done a couple already this year. We're, we're you know, talk in talks with other uh, um, companies and contractors to come out and shoot video and, and kind of increase our YouTube footprint. But um, that's a big part of what we're doing. Um, the podcast it's been relatively new. I think a year and a half we've been doing it. Um, it kind of started during the pandemic and we decided that we would do podcasts and, um, you know, you mentioned Eric and he does a separate podcast with a contractor out of, uh, uh, Montana. Mm -hmm. His name is Andy Mickelson and, and they talk amongst each other about the trades and being like a small business owner in the trades. And it's very compelling and interesting, uh, podcast. And then Tim and I obviously do one called Not Dead Yet, where we're just um, two schmoes just talking to, <laughs> to, to a guest that enhances our, you know, our image on our podcast. So, yeah. Well, the Not well, Dead Yet, I, I loved it because I was coming off the flu when uh, yeah, we, yeah. We, we had a chance to meet with you. And I thought that morning when I got up, I said, thank God I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out really well. Well, yeah. And, and, and I would add on to some of what John was giving an overview of kind of some of the things that are coming around the corner. I, you know, John does a really good job of these monthly contractor spotlights mm, where yeah. we spotlight people in the trades. And I think at the end of the day, that's one of the things that we do best and we want to continue to do more of. We want to spotlight the contractors that are out there doing these really great installs that are really giving back to the trades be it through educational opportunities or association activity beyond what they're doing with their hands, you know, what are they doing with their brains to help expand the, you know, the assets that our industry gives to contractors across the country. Um, you know, there's a lot of individuals out there doing a lot of good things and we want to do everything we can to spotlight that, to grow the trades, to show the, you know, what the trades can do for that kid that maybe a junior in high school. I'm not sure what he wants to do when he leaves high school and he's, mm -hmm. he's being pressed to go to college, but he doesn't want to go to college because he, he wants to work with his hands. So we think there are some valuable opportunities out there and we want to, you know, obviously spotlight our contractors, but work with the manufacturing partners like Cody to, you know, get that awareness out there. Well, I also think that social media has really made uh, our tradespeople rock stars, man. Yeah, I mean, you, sure. you look at some of these accounts and there's so much creativity. There's so much great work. And um, I give credit to all these guys and gals that are, are just killing it out there. And, you know, we try to pick out people that, um, you know, every week or every couple of weeks. And we try to highlight each of these people because I think they're just doing wonderful work. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really great what you guys do, too, because you're bringing that real-life innovation, that creativity to the mass. Because a lot of people, if they hear, you know, hey, do you want to be a plumber? No, nah, I don't want to stick my hands in toilets. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to dig a ditch. Well, there's a mm -hmm. lot more to plumbing than that. I mean, yeah. you might not even be in the field. You could be a project manager or something even. So that's one of the great things about what you guys bring. And what Odie is trying to bring is there's a lot more to the trades than one single yeah. picture you have in your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my grandfather's plumbing business 
is not what today's plumbing business looks like. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Technology today, based upon 50 years ago when I was a little kid running through vans at the warehouse, totally different. For sure. Yep, absolutely. Innovation has uh, come a long way. And a lot of the innovation has come from those guys out there in doing real-life stuff Mm -hmm. and bringing those ideas back saying, hey, I need a way to solve this problem. Well, Mm -hmm. as I think John mentioned with the social media aspect of what these guys are doing, you know, I think people today are more in tune with learning and wanting to learn. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we need to be in, we need to be one of the avenues that they're turning to, to gather that information. And that's really what our core focus is. Yeah. Yep. Well, we talked about it on, uh, you know, when Doug and I were on uh, Not Dead Yet about the trades and supporting trades. And as you talked about there, Tim, you know, as we, I, I want to kind of close it out here, um, but I'd like to kind of end it on similar to how we ended with Not Dead Yet. So what would be your hopes and dreams for the trades? Um, you know, where do you want to see the trades in the next 10, 15, 20 years? Tim, you want to start? Sure. I'd, I'd expand on what I mentioned earlier. Uh, as we get more young people into the trades, uh, those that have positions of authority currently uh, need to do more to educate and focus training to bring people. Organizations need to invest money into creating educational programming, invest in marketing and supporting the awareness of the trades. Mm-hmm. Um, those are some of the things that I would continue, you know, working with partners like us and many of our competitors that are trying to promote the trades, uh, create a knowledge-based focus on what the trades offer so that, you know, kids want to join sure it's great how about you john uh for me it's always been i always say this like the conversation to to get into the trade starts in the living room or you know in the kitchen mm-hmm. um you know it, it's it's really incumbent upon the parents to say listen you know college is a is a great path but if right. it's not for you don't i, I did it 10 years of going to college <laughs> i always <laughs> joke about it so it was actually five, but it took me 10 years to do it. And it was just kind of 10 years of floundering of what do I want to do? Sure. And so when the, these people come or these kids come into, you know, into their, you know, their uh, adult years and, you know, leaving high school and stuff and they, they don't know, trades is a viable place to go. And it's a, it, it's a quick path to, to make money. You don't have the debt and all this stuff. Um, I, you know, one thing is bring back the MEP stuff back to the, back to the high schools, you know, bring that back. Um, and right, we should absolutely. be telling trades to, or tr- telling schools that the trades is a great option. And I always say this COVID was a perfect example of why the trades is so important. You got it. 100%. You know, cause these guys were, were killing it for the past two years and out there in people's houses while the rest, Tim and I were in our underwear doing podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) You've got it. (laughs) Well, on that note, I would like to thank both of you for joining us today. It has been our pleasure to have you on, get to learn a little bit more about each of you, uh, get to learn a little bit more about Mechanical Hub and all the great work you're doing there. We are so appreciative of the partnership and we're looking forward for that to continue to grow and, you know, partnership with our Uh, competitors in the market space, other brands, about telling the story about the trades and gaining that interest um, out in the market. So 
thank you both. Appreciate it. And looking forward to seeing you guys soon. Yep. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks, Doug and Catherine. Yeah. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It was a great time. Thank you. Got right. it. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The Fix. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss our next conversation dropping every Wednesday. If you have feedback about the show or a topic you'd like to see covered, send us an email at thefix@od.com or give us a shout out on social media. We would love to connect with you. Don't forget, you can get your daily fix by visiting od.com and we'll catch you next time.